Welcome back, everybody. So to start, I have a question for you, all of you. If you were to re- rewrite the Adam and Eve story, what fruit would they eat of? This is so good. I'd say a kiwi. Ooh. Oh, mm. I would say an orange because that's easy to share. Yeah, we're going to go with watermelon because it doesn't make any sense, but I love watermelon, so I don't really know how it would crack open. But And the correct answer <laughs> is a pineapple because, well, in the creation story, not many people would pay attention to the fruit, but because it was a pineapple, the pineapple, nowadays, they have the little spikes on them. Nowadays. So, <laughs> back when, then. Right, back then. When Eve ate of the apple, oh, pineapple. the pineapple. Um, when Eve ate of the pineapple, God also banished the pineapple and created the spikies so that, like, it's harder to eat. It's, like, prevention, you know? So you're telling me it used to not have the spikies. Right, it, yes. The spikies were not a thing. The spikies. Learn something new every day. Spike, yeah. Well, let's so. get started as we ponder that. <laughs> I'm Athena. I'm Lauren. I'm Matt. And I'm Branson. He's still, still here. here. We haven't lost him yet. He's still here. This is awesome. Um, before we get started, it's my cue first. I'm losing it. Before we get started, I would like to invite you guys to join Awaken Nation. So if you are loving what you're hearing here at Quarantine or any of the podcasts with Awaken Catholic or any of the other awesome things that we um, are doing here, we ask for your um, prayers and also your financial support. So for as little as um, the cost of a cup of coffee, you could join Awaken Nation and just help us continue our ministry here. And if you have not done this yet, I highly suggest that you download the Awaken Catholic app. You can find it in the app store or you can follow the link on the screen. Um, It's a really cool place to have kind of that social media without the social media negativity. So if you are looking for an awesome Catholic community to meet people from all over and also get to know um, those that are here on the shows um, or those behind the scenes running Awaken Catholic, this is the place you want to go. And today's episode is brought to you by Casabea Cleaning Service. Casabea is a one-stop shop for all things clean. If you live in the Northwest Ohio area, Casabea is the ideal option to keep your residence, commercial, or new construction clean. Casabea is also one of the only services in Northwest Ohio that provides deep and professional carpet cleaning. Most importantly, right now during the pandemic, keeping your home and offices clean and COVID-19 free is of the utmost importance, and it happens to be a specialty of Casabea. That includes doorknobs, light switches, surfaces, ATMs, everything. Get the peace of mind of knowing your home or commercial environment is professionally clean by visiting casabeacleaning.info today. And today... We are talking about free will, which is why we introed with the scene in the garden. Um, this is another deep. Topic. We're just going. There's we're just going so much. Like it's with Holy Week as we tape these, so like just, we're just going hard. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, yeah. So I guess starting with free will, we can talk about the scene, like the garden. We can talk about Adam and Eve and how they were given a choice, right? Yeah, because ultimately they were given everything, right? They're given literally everything. And I feel 
this might sound demeaning to Adam and Eve, but I feel like they're kind of toddlers, okay? Because I have two toddlers. So when I tell them like they can play with anything, but they can't touch like one thing, that's the one thing they want to touch, right? Even though they have access to everything else, mm-hmm. they want that one thing. Um, and so when I read it, especially as a parent now, that's kind of what I think of is like, here's everything that you could possibly ever want. Your life is going to be so perfect. Please just don't touch this thing. And of course, what happens, Eve touches the thing. And then, no, it is not Eve's fault that Adam then eats because that's not how this works. Um, because Adam also got to choose. He could have said no. Um, that's why we say Adam and Eve. Yeah. So this is not all on Eve. Although she took the first step, Adam took the second right there with her. Um, yeah. I mean, you've got the pineapple, so. The pineapple. That's Overall. True. Yeah. That's true. Um, but <laughs> the spikies, I can't get over that. Um, but so starting there is kind of where like humans, like our world falls apart, right? Because of course this happens and they're hiding from God because they realize that they're naked and they're shameful because they did the one thing that was asked of them not to do. Um, and then they're banished and that's, you know, where like all ever, all the bad things come, right? Like God's like, here you go. This is everything now that's going to happen. Um, and while like, if you read the story and you don't think too deeply into it, God seems like this really like kind of harsh, evil man, right? Because he's like, here you go. Here's everything bad because you did this. Um, but ultimately it's kind of like a good parent, right? Like when, when my kid goes to touch the stove if I don't teach him why he can't touch the stove, then like he's going to touch the stove, which is going to result in way worse things. Um, or, you know, sneaking out. If you are sneaking out of your house at night and you get caught, if your parents don't do anything about that, um, that's kind of an issue, right? <laughs> For teens, we want that. Like we're like, yeah, my mom's so cool. No, we're not learning anything from that situation, right? Um, so, so when you really dive into that story, it's really just God like loving us so much that he's like, well, crap. Now I, I have to help you learn from this. Mm. Um, cause otherwise like, what the heck, what the heck would our life be? Because it'd just be like, oh, you did that. Well, all right, don't do it again. Like, and that we don't learn from that and we would continue to make the same mistakes. Um, so we start there, Adam and Eve mess up real big. We're pushed out of the garden. And then it just like is like a slow moving downfall, I feel like. And the world as like we progress, especially into our day and age, like more and more just bad things happen and it's just crazy. Right. Um, And it's easy again for us to just want God to come in and like strike people down with lightning bolts and be like, yeah, cleanse the world. Let's go. Right. Um, But sometimes I think we don't realize that one of those lightning bolts might be hitting us. Um, And that is because of free will. Yeah. Yeah. God doesn't do that because he loves us so much. And it's unlike, like when you read in the Bible, these stories of, of um, Old Testament versus New Testament, right? Even in the Old Testament, prophets are trying to explain how, how like God, the God is different than the gods that um, they're so used to, right? So they are trying to explain that. And then Jesus comes and again, even goes deeper explaining how this, like our God is different. Our father is different. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's hard for them to understand. Um, So if you don't understand it, it's okay. It's, it's fine, right? Like Christ's closest followers didn't totally get it um, until literally they saw him come back after he died. Then they understood like, 
oh, okay, this is really happening. Cool, right? Like, they were right there with him. I keep smacking my chin to this microphone. They were right there with him um, and still didn't understand. But it's important to know that, like, unlike those Old Testament gods that they had been worshiping, um, out of fear more, if you listen to the stories, even if you read about these gods, right, in other, um, like, ancient religions, most people worship them out of fear, right? Like you had to worship this God because if you didn't, then your crops weren't going to grow. You have to worship this God because if you didn't, then you weren't ever going to have kids. Um, and it wasn't out of love. And our God comes and he like, he changes that. Like he's like, no, that's not how it's supposed to be. Um, and I think that's why, you know, Christ comes too, because if you read these stories in the Old Testament, um, without any knowledge of what's going on in the world when those were written, God does seem like this harsh kind of mean God. But then Jesus comes and he's like, wait, 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 you guys still have it wrong. Like, let me help you even further realize how much the Lord loves you and why we have this free will. Mm-hmm. Um, cause ultimately like Jesus choosing the cross was also his, the reflection of his, um, love for God and his free will. He easily could have sat and prayed and instead like his prayer could have been not like let this cup pass but god this cup will pass me i'm not doing this right like he easily could have done that but out of his love for god and his free will he chose the good right even if it didn't look like good to him the good versus the the lesser or the evil of that option right where he could have just become our kingly work like king he could have just said nope snapped his fingers and been sitting on a throne and been the king that they were expecting to get mm-hmm. versus the king that God and Jesus was for us. Yeah. So the easy answer is like God gives us free will out of love. And the catechism actually teaches that God willed that man should be left in the hands of his own counsel so that he might seek his creator and freely attain and fully blessed perfection on his own accord. Mm-hmm. So giving that um, statement by the catechism, like, yeah, it's all out of love. He's like, he loves us so much that if you don't want to be with me, you don't need to be, you know, right. that's, that's your choice. And I think you actually, during one of our talks, you're the one that actually told me that like, out of, <laughs> yeah, out of Look love. Like if somebody doesn't want to be with God in the kingdom of heaven, God's not going to force that on somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think like going back to the garden, it's like, uh, you know, we, on, on campus, I lead a Bible study that goes through um, this, the fall, right? And, and the question is always like, why did God have to place that tree in the garden? You know, couldn't he just not put that there? Um, and yeah, like we've been talking about like, you know, love presupposes a choice, right? There's, there's no love unless the person that you're loving has the option not to love you back, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and in that sense, like Adam and Eve, like, unfortunately chose not to, not to obey God, um, even though they like they, it seemed like they had a relationship with Him, like they yeah. were walking with Him at that point. They knew who He was, um, but they didn't trust Him, especially in the moment of temptation. Um, but yeah, we always have a choice, right? Um, and that's the beautiful part about our faith is we we do believe in free will. We do believe that at every moment we can turn toward God or we can turn away from God, and, and unfortunately, so often we turn. Mm-hmm. away from God. We see that all over salvation history, there's this turning away from God in sin, this sense of exile of, of kind of being sent away from the source of our, um, the, the source God himself 
But then redemption, right? That's the other, that's the most beautiful part of our faith is. um, I love that we've said that in every episode. episode. All of these suffering It's funny though, because you'd think by now, like reading these old stories and even just looking at our world, you would like, we come to realize that like the easier option is, is to love God and to choose those options, right? It becomes, our lives become easier, even with the suck, if we're choosing like to go towards God. But for some reason in the moment, I feel like it's, it looks better and it feels better to like choose the opposite, which makes it so much harder um, when we are trying to be more Christ-like or even to grow in our relationship with Christ um, because the world makes the other, the other choice just seem so much sweeter in the moment. Yeah. yeah. And I think, um, you know, whether you've, you've asked this question or other people have um, maybe like not understanding the fact, like maybe why, like people don't understand why he wouldn't allow um, everyone to just pick him instead of like having that choice. Why they can't just be directed toward him Mm -hmm. instead of being able to make a choice. And it's kind of like what you were talking about with your kids and like the stove and letting them like figure that out. Um, And that's because like God also wants us to like be able to learn from things and like make mistakes because if we were always directed toward him, like there would be no freedom in that. We Mm -hmm. wouldn't have that choice that we initially like are supposed to have. Mm. And I think it's important too to remember, and we've talked about this when we did our saints episode, but that the Lord chooses completely imperfect, like little tiny people that you would not really normally notice to be the pillars in these like really strong saints um, in our faith. And so it's important to remember that like, even if we're choosing that sweeter option in the moment over and over and over again, the Lord's not going to give up. So while he's not directing you towards him, mm-hmm. he is still walking with you. And like, I always think of it as like, like for me, I'm really close with my mom. So I think of it as like times that I've disappointed her. Right. And I can remember them. I can remember sitting there and my mom telling me like, I'm not angry. I'm disappointed, which mm-hmm. is so much worse to hear. <laughs> um, at least for me, I don't know. But But I like I can remember her walking with me now while she didn't pick up the pieces and she didn't tell me like I'm going to fix this. She was right there with me and in the crap and just saying like I'm really sorry. And that's kind of how I think of God. I think of him when we're choosing these like terrible options for ourselves and we're going down that path. It's not like God just like sits way back and he's like, well, see ya. Hopefully Mm -hmm. you come back. But he's right there with us as we make those choice choices. And we're like. I always kind of think of it as like, we're kind, we're kind of slapping him in the face a little bit, like each time. And he just sits there and he takes it and he's like, mm-hmm. okay, what's next? Let's go. And like, he's just hoping and praying that like that next choice is going to be the one that starts our path back to him. Um, even though he's with us the entire time. So like, while we're choosing these, um, know that you, like, you can't mess up bad enough that God's going to give up on you. Like mm-hmm. all your friends, all your family, they might be like, yeah, peace out, but God's still going to be there no matter what. Um, which I think ultimately is how you hear these stories of people, you know, that have um, come out of, I don't want to say come out of, cause they still deal with it, but like um, are recovering alcoholics and now are living a life on fire for Christ. Right. Um, my old youth minister was one. Um, you hear these stories of these people that went down really bad paths and chose that sweeter fruit in the moment each time until eventually like they ran out of that sweeter option. They were at that rock bottom and it was like, well, crap, the only way up, I guess, is 
to pray. So mm-hmm. here I am, Lord. Mm-hmm. And their life has turned out so much sweeter in the long run. Right. I think there can be this, like, again, thinking about my story, I made, I made a lot of stupid decisions in college. Um, that's where they're made, right? I feel like that's where I it often, is. Mm-hmm. Often people do that in college. Um, I'm in college and I can he, attest no, to Matt, Matt does <laughs> whatever, not make stupid Matt, decisions. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> but, but again, this, this kind of uh, looking back, I think that um, being in, the, in that rock bottom place and then having the Lord by his grace rise me up. I, I think that if, if, if I didn't hit that rock bottom, there's a good chance I would have just been complacent my whole life. Yeah. Um, that maybe I wouldn't have seen like direct consequences of my actions. Um, and I would have probably just kept doing them because like, well, life's not that bad, but it's not that great. But you know, I can live I, with it. I can live with it. Right. I don't know if there's that much more mm-hmm. um, or I'm afraid to take that step. But like you said, at, at rock bottom, like there's no, there's no more place to go, but to turn to the Lord, to turn to a place that's like, well, let's try this out. And God always comes through. <laughs> And ultimately, when you hear of people that have have chosen those sweeter fruits that are at rock bottom, that's like what their thing is. They're like, well, what could it hurt at this point to try try the Lord's option because I've already messed up so bad. Um, And ultimately, I I feel like those that have hit rock bottom have a deeper understanding of the Lord and of suffering because they've been there. Um, So for some of us, like when we talk about suffering, you're you're sitting there like. I don't know if I've ever suffered. Like, I don't know, especially when you're younger. Um, And those that have suffered and have gone through that, I think they have a deeper understanding of free will, a deeper understanding of the love of the Lord. Right. Cause I run into that with teens that like they, when they start to suffer um, it hits them that like they can't all of a sudden they just don't understand how God can love them still. Um, while I've run into other people who have hit that rock bottom and they're still there and they're like, I know God loves me and we're going to get out of this somehow. Um, and so I think they have a deeper understanding and, and part of that is they chose the harder path. Um, so know that like, if you're a Catholic that you're sitting here as we're talking about these topics and you're like, I don't think I've ever been there. Like, that's okay. You can still have a great relationship with Christ, um, and be in a place like if you don't have to suffer yet, you will at some point on this earth, but if you haven't had to do that yet, rejoice in that be okay with that that's awesome don't if you're gonna pray for suffering just know it's coming then like let's just say that right it's the same with like patience when you pray for patience um yeah just so you know i've been praying for patience for years the lord um the lord gives you kids like mine okay so like it's not i love them dearly um or they make he makes you a youth minister right like it's not he doesn't sit there and he's like oh here's some patience let me sprinkle it on um so if you're gonna pray for suffering and really actually be like, I want, I want to suffer like Christ. Get ready. Cause the Lord yeah. will provide. Okay. Like he's <laughs> going to do that. Um, but know that if you haven't suffered yet, like that's, that's beautiful in itself and it will happen. And, and right now start to prepare yourself so that when those, when that free will happens and instead of choosing that, you know, maybe that painful suffering away from Christ, you can choose the suffering leading closer to Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of get your weapons, your weapons ready for those free will choices. Um, cause sometimes they don't happen in high school. Um, sometimes they do happen in college when you're by yourself and you don't really know what you're doing, but you're trying your best or you're just enjoying life a little bit too much. Um, get ready and have your weapons ready so that when those free will options come up and you're ready, um, you can at least know that you're attempting 
to make what you think are the, are the right choices leading to Christ. Yeah, and free will is hard too. I think one of the best things that we can all do is just when those things come up where we need to choose, um, pray for God's will. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like we, we can hear all the time, like do God's will. Um, and that's really true just because there is all these other outside evils that can come into play. Um, but ultimately like God has a plan and it's just how we're going to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just praying for God's will to be done as we say in the our father is one of the best things we can do. So powerful. Truth. So powerful. Well, thank you Branson for joining us for these. Yeah. Thank thanks so much. Pleasure. Last three yeah. episodes. It's been, it's been Good awesome. Time. Um, we hope that you guys enjoyed. Hopefully something spoke to your heart or at least um, intrigued you a little bit. And we invite you to come back and listen again. See you next time. See you guys. Bye, y'all. This show and all media on Awaken Catholic is made possible by the Awaken Nation and the Hollow app. The Awaken Nation is a community of people like you who support all things Awaken for as cheap as a cup of coffee a week and get access to exclusive content. Learn more by visiting awakencatholic.org donate. Hollow is the only audio-guided Catholic prayer app focused on contemplative prayer and traditional Catholic meditation such as Lexio Divina, Daily Examine, and the Rosary. We here at Awaken all use Hollow every day and love it. To learn more or give it a try, visit hollow.app slash awaken.